yeah, like all I'm like, what the fuck is what's up y'all what's good hey 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 welcome <laughs> she's like i'm not here welcome to the cannabis closet podcast thank you for joining us we're gonna give everybody a few minutes to jump on and while we're at it it is 420 go ahead and light them if you got them we got light one to share up, light it up yes we even do. though it looks like we're in a different room yeah, it does look like we're in different rooms we are in the same room in the same room, same room. we're touching <laughs> So, yeah, tell your friends, share, 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 invite everybody. We got some things to talk about today. Got some Mac in here. Some Mac. Oh, yum. I'm excited. We have a little, you can see, we have a Band-Aid on our blunt. It was a little little cracky cracked. Band-Aid on our blunt. it's been a long week a long weekend long weekend the cannabis closet the cannabis closet did red rocks this weekend adventure edition yo 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 what's up next nexus we haven't been in the discord in a minute to see your smiling face i know how have you been let me know um yeah let us know you're here when you pop up in the room because this app's not gonna let us know <laughs> yeah we just guess we hope we hope for you yeah. we hope we hope for it we got some stuff to talk about today i am uh in Vale right now with mj as you can see we're in the same room together uh we just came back from denver we um went to reggae on the rocks and uh, it was amazing. I'm a big fan of Revolution. So I was so excited. I've seen two nights in a row, once from the top of the stadium and once from up front. So, yeah, I always just, I always, if you've never been to Red Rocks, I always recommend you get tickets for two nights. If you go to a day show, be prepared with water and sunscreen yes. and shade. Oh. And if you see Shauna, you tell her I said what's up. <laughs> Listen, Shauna, Shauna, don't touch people, and you don't have permission to touch people. Don't take people's medicine. Don't take people's things. You should be checking for weapons at Red Rocks. You shouldn't be checking for anything else. If it can't be used as a weapon, don't even worry about it, boo boo. Okay, that's what I say. I'm just saying. But we did see um, Revolution two nights in a row and some other bands, too. <laughs> uh, third Third World, right? And that was beautiful. He sang um, opera and not a dry eye in the stadium. Mm-mm. It was beautiful. Um, the night before that was, what was that? Who was it the night before that? Bad boys, what you gonna do? Yeah. What you gonna do? Those people. No. I don't know the name. I'll I think apologize. of it in a minute. I'll look at the thing. So we, saw, so we saw a couple bands, but the band we were there to see was Revolution. They did not disappoint me. They never do. And uh, we got to see it. So we got rained on Saturday. Yeah, so be prepared for rain mm-hmm. as well. So if you do two nights... You will have completely different experiences. Absolutely. 
So we did the first night. We were going to um, take some shroomy shrooms, but Shauna had different plans for us. Honestly, Shauna, you should have put those in your pocket because you need them more than we do. I hope you did. I, God, hope you did I really hope you things. did. I really hope you did. Um, so it didn't matter. We had plenty of uh, smoke and we sat at the top and we uh, we watched all the music from the top and we got to see the um, beautiful Denver sky and the skyline and we had roads to ourselves. We did. I'm like good portions of the road we're to like ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt like we section. had the roads to ourselves. Um, nobody was like all on top of us. It did rain. So people left early, which was very convenient. Um, and um, by the end of the night though, it cleared up. It was really nice. And then Sunday it was, was a rainbow. We saw a rainbow. Oh yeah, there's a rainbow Saturday night. Mm. Whichever, if it wasn't full full, then full moon full. on the weekend. So we saw that. Um, Sunday was clear and beautiful. Um, it was hot as fuck. We got there early because we want to sit in the front front row. Bring shade. We did sit in the front front row. We did. As close to the front row as you could get without having VIP tickets, that was the row we were in for this concert. We were there from, we got there at 1230. They let us in at 1.30, I think. Um, we brought fried chicken. We did bring fried chicken. It worked out swimmingly. Oh, it was so good. Clear so bags, I guess, is all the thing you got to do. because yeah. Except if you bring in mushrooms. They won't let you bring in mushrooms in clear bags. <laughs> I really but they're porcinis for my pizza. pizza. <laughs> Extra Somebody was added. like, why didn't you eat them? And I was like, because we wanted them for Revolution. We wanted them for the end of the show. And it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They would have never made it that far. So, um, but it was still a good night. It Both was. nights were really good. Um, and, yeah, I, I might have cried a little and it's just like church for me, Red Rocks. A good, a good band at Red Rocks is Hi. is like going to church. So, um, I agree. So we did that, and then we um, drove here today, which was just like two hours from Denver. Here we are with you. Uh, and I I'm deciding how I feel. If I'm I'm going after the show or not. So I've been. I will full disclosure. Hey. Hey, hey. So full disclosure. Uh, I, I just I've been dealing with some shit. And so I just I feel like I might need some quiet time tonight. And and it's still light out uh, at, at like 530. So. I figure if I could get on the road around 530, I'll have mostly daylight with just a few hours of darkness and I can get home by 11. It's not a big deal. So um, I might take that time of solitude. If you need that time, you should take it. Uh, it's been recommended to me and I'm going to probably do that. Listen to yourself. So, yeah, I want you to know. I want you guys to know this. This is something that I feel like I grapple with a lot. I'm very open about... <clears throat> Uh, who I am as a person and how I live my life and how I walk through life. I'm very open about that. 
And so I want to say this to people who um, know me and, you know, I don't know, want to know me. I don't know. But I don't think, I don't think that love is, I don't, I don't think romantic love corners the market. I think you can love somebody deeply and it doesn't have to be romantically. I think you can be romantic with somebody and not love them deeply. I think that love is love. And if you love somebody, you shouldn't have to describe it. Love is not just Valentine's Day. Nah. And it is not that picture. And it doesn't mean that somebody wants to marry you just because they say they love you. It doesn't mean that they're in love with you just because they say they love you. It's just... I love you. I love you. I love all my friends. If, I've, I if I'm friends with you and we communicate on a regular basis, there's a high likelihood I've told you that I love you. And I mean it. It's not a lie. <laughs> like, and if I haven't, then know, if you're my friend, that I, I love, love you. you. And it's, if I haven't, I have to be honest, is something that I'm really working on right now is that sometimes, believe it or not, uh, I water myself down a little bit for the comfort of others. Y'all ever do that? Y'all ever do that? So I've been really working on just being my genuine and authentic self all the time, no matter what. Um, and if somebody can't handle that and they need me watered down, then, um, well, then they can't have me because I can't be watered down. Yes, please. And thank you. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Um, so today we're not going to talk about how much therapy I need. I'm getting it. Don't worry. Um, we want to do some headlines, but also we want to talk about today, a conversation that we were having recently with your sister. Mm. Yeah. She was saying, who she say? Who was it? She was saying, I, you, like, I know, because I didn't know who she was talking about in the beginning, a, a, a basketball player. Maybe with the name Darren in there somewhere or Derek. I don't know. Anyway, a basketball player um, invested in a cannabis company. So she was like, so, so and so. So he's going to be an owner. So he's he's a, a, she was yeah, like, and, and was you like, don't know who that is? I was like, who is this? And she's like, and I'm like, I'm like, but I don't watch basketball, but I, but I pay attention to what's going on in cannabis. So should I know that name? Yeah, maybe I should. But that brought up the subject of celebrity cannabis and uh, I had some thoughts on it. So I thought, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, um, <coughs> let's talk about celebrity cannabis. So, uh, do you want to do, uh, do you want to do some headlines first or do you want to just jump right into the subject matter um, today? We didn't go into the subject matter. I started looking up just based on, our start of the conversation was just okay what's what's out there and it did bring up a uh, few articles that have celebrity cannabis brands i think we should just go into it and then we can do follow up with some headlines yeah let's do that <laughs> it may even prompt us to go to some of the markets um that are available so you know i started with just looking at the ones that they said are the best the best of the best. And then I started. And so we were actually asking what prompted also more conversation was Queen was saying, that's great, but what are they doing with their celebrity 
status, their cannabis links? Are they educating, promoting, putting back into the communities, putting back into, uh, or are they just profiting? Are they just slapping their name on a label to profit? Are they really, you know, and then there's been the the rise of celebrity cannabis, and then there's the fall of those brands. Where are those brands now? The ones that started, I think Whoopi had one, I think, you know, Does she even, still, I mean, we don't hear much we about We don't them. hear much more about them. Yo, Snoop's was big. The Leafs thing came out really hard yeah. and strong. And then now it's like, where are they? What are they doing now? Are they only based in California? Where can we find them? We don't hear much about them. I think that the the thing that, so tell you guys can tell me in the comments how you feel. I could be <laughs> completely wrong about this. By all means, if I'm wrong, you tell me I'm wrong. because And send me a link. Send me a link to back it up. Because I want to read it. And I want to know why I'm wrong. And I, I want to correct myself. But... I feel like a majority, at least, of these cannabis, these celebrity cannabis brands, um, are they, I, I feel like I, I'm questioning whether or not they're contributing to our growth as an industry and a community. And what I mean by that is that she's, your sister had said that this celebrity basketball player who owned this brand, well, he's a philanthropist and he puts his money into this thing and that thing and whatever. None of the things that she mentioned had anything to do with cannabis. And I commend you for being a philanthropist. I'm not going to put that down at all in any way, but we are still not fully legalized federally. We still have a huge problem with education. We still have a huge problem with incarceration. Um, and the like, not for nothing. And I think that they all have their place. And we'll discuss this further on a future episode when we talk about cannabinoids, because I really want to get into cannabinoids and the new kind of the new up and coming things that we're seeing. But a lot of the hemp based cannabinoids that are not CBD are, uh, I let it go out. I'm sorry. Are, are a little bit chemically modified. We can't lie to you about that. There's, but you have to liken it to almost to um, man-made gems. They use the same compounds. They're compressing it in a way that makes the process quicker. They're using the same chemical compounds that are available right. to make this thing. They're altering the structure a little bit to create this new cannabinoid. So they're taking the structure that they already have. They're using, um, uh, again, we're not going to get too into this because I definitely need to do more research on, on the process of this, but basically it's a, it's a chemical process that they use to alter this cannabinoid into this cannabinoid. And now we have access to Delta eight. We have access to what THCO we have, you know, so, so this is what's, thank you very much. Kevin is in here and I am so glad you are because he's going to, he could definitely tell us about that. Um, maybe we'll bring you on the show to discuss that a little bit further because I do, I do want to have that conversation. Now I'm not saying I, I don't, I don't, I've tried all of these things. I want to say that first, not all of them, but a, a lot of them. I've tried the THCO. I've tried the Delta eight. I'm, I'm in it with you guys. Okay. I'm trying these things too, but you should have access to organic plant product. You should have access to organic plant product. You should have access to the, to the compounds that the plant actually creates on its own. 
that we can um, that we can have access to. You should also have access to that. The reason why some people in Colorado and Oregon and places like that are laughing and turning their nose up at Delta Eight is because we have an organic product that is Delta Nine. And if Delta Eight is okay and has similar properties to Delta Nine, then give them the organic option. Give them Delta Nine. Delta Nine is clearly not dangerous. If Delta Eight is not dangerous, Delta Nine is not dangerous. Right. So I have a huge problem with that. Where was I going with this? So education, education, giving back. back. So the point is, is that so there's so many states where you only have access to Delta eight or these hemp uh, created uh, cannabinoids where you should have access to all of them. And then we have these celebrities making money hand over fist because they're putting their name on a product. And then where what is happening next? Are they. May, and if they are, please tell me again, we're, you know, we're just kind of looking and, and I, I haven't seen anything where like we have like major philanthropy within the cannabis industry from these celebrity owners. That's how I Googled. Mm-hmm. I Google specific words and um, it just popped up basic lists. It didn't um, attach philanthropy to them or how they're giving back. It's just the list. And then, so what I started doing was clicking on their websites and the first two, um, though it promotes growing and growers and strains uh, or cultivars um, being um, handpicked and you really paid attention Mm -hmm. to. It's not talking about um, a little bit, you know, the word education is thrown in there. Everybody's going to throw the word education in. They're educating their staff. They're sustainable, um, but no uh, specific links that say, yep, Here's what do you do? Back. I want to know what they're doing. So uh, these are questions I have. If I, if I had a moment to sit down with a celebrity owner, any of them, even my best friend, Snoop Dogg, if I had a chance, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, give me a call. Okay. We friends, you just, when you meet me, you'll know. It's just, trust me, trust me. Um, But what I want to know is, I want to know, are you, are you hiring a diverse staff? from within the community that you're serving. That's what I want to know. I, I want to know that. And I'm not talking about just on floor level. I'm talking upstairs, C-levels, okay? What does the diversity look like within your staff up to your C-level? What does the compensation look like? Is everybody in your organization able to live on the wage that you pay them? Is the wage that you pay them worth their livelihood. I want to know because literally this isn't legal federally. So at any point in time, somebody could come into power because stupid Americans and flip the switch. And this could potentially all go away or go into a different or go into a different way. Okay. And then, Mm -hmm. and then what are we going to do about it? Right. But these, so I want to know, I want to know, are you paying these people enough to risk their livelihoods, to risk their, their whole life. Um, I want to know those things. Do you do community events where you educate your community? I want to know that. Where there are free community events where you, you do, let us know. Yourself. Yeah, so please let us know. Promote these. I would you? promote the shit out of that. Celebrity or no celebrity. Nope. 
Do you do community events? Are you showing up at the meetings where they're discussing cannabis? Are you there to back your community that you've built your business in and you're making the money off of their backs? Tell me, are you showing up to their city council meetings and their, um, their um, county council meetings? Are you showing up to federal meetings about cannabis? Are you using your celebrity power to stand on a platform that you're making money from and using your voice to make the changes that we need in this industry? Are you saying very loudly on your platform that these cannabis laws are absolutely ridiculous and that they sh- that cannabis entrepreneurship should be accessible to everybody, not just you, a celebrity with a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Are you saying that or are you just making money off of our backs? Are you um, fighting uh, incarceration? Are you doing that or are you just making money off of our backs? Is that why that's this? See, so these are my questions when we talk about celebrity ownership. I see everybody fan, you know, being a like fangirl, fanboy, whatever, fan person <laughs> about these celebrity brands. But I got real questions for these celebrities. You got money and you got a voice and you got a platform. How are you using it? to help promote our industry and help and help our industry be better. Does anybody have any, any thoughts on that? You can definitely share in the comment section, but those were like my first, you know, I'm glad that there are celebrity philanthropists. I don't want to, you know, be like, well, they don't do shit with their money. They do. They're philanthropists. They do. Some of these celebrities, Tommy Chong is one of the celebrities, of course, Snoop Dogg, uh, Seth Rogen, right? No, uh, Seth, right? Yeah, Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Um, Jim Belushi. Jay-Z, Jim Belushi, uh, Willie the Nelson, uh, the Garcia brand is on there. And so, of course, these are also cis, uh, these are also uh, artists and um, names of people who also have a, a background in cannabis the cannabis community has come together to support them. They, they sing about it sometimes, you know, and so they're, they are, they're a part of our community. I want to know though, as a part, as an integral member of our community, as, as, as an icon in our community, what are you doing with all the money you're making from us? When I say us, I don't mean me. Cause I don't buy your brands. We're still waiting to make our money and our, you know, we're you can buy my brand. To come, you know, to us. Yeah. So we can buy our brand. We're, we're working on that. Um, so, so far, I mean, and, and then maybe this particular article isn't calling for that, but I mean, as a brand, I would expect that if my part of it were giving back and putting into, I would make sure that it is said in this. And again, the taglines of uh, being socially responsible or sustainably responsible are there and dedicated to the environmental responsibility of and, you know, but then it's specific to California or specific to the area that they're in. Okay, Um, so I'm okay with, look, I'm okay. Listen, whatever I'm okay with, it doesn't fucking matter. Nobody cares. And none of these celebrities, maybe they will one day listen to this podcast, share it with them, share this with your favorite cannabis celebrity and ask them to please come on and explain themselves. I will be happy 
to hear what they're doing. And I will be happy to support it also and send y'all their way. Um, but I, I want to see more. I would say that maybe Willie Nelson probably does some stuff. Um, I want to hear more about what they're doing. Uh, Willie Nelson, I would imagine, and hopefully, because he does farm aid and stuff like that. So he also, you know, kind of steers in that direction. He speaks out against big cannabis a lot. Um, but I just think that there's more that these companies could be doing. And the the list is long. We have uh, we we have an environmental problem that we're contributing to in this cannabis industry. And a lot of it has to do with regulations that we have to follow. So um, what are these celebrities with a big voice doing to help change the regulations? Hmm? I would like to know. Um, And then, you know, like I said, fair wages, um, hiring people and paying them a, a livable wage and watching your profits actually go up, by the way, if you want to hire uh, CQ LLC is the name of my company. I got lots of great ideas and you can absolutely give me a call. I will help turn your whole situation around. Um, but you got to listen to what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is if you hire your staff and pay them um, and a, a, a wage that they can afford to pay their rent and their electricity and feed their kids, they don't have to worry about getting another job. They only have to worry about what they're doing for you every single day. Production goes up because they can pay their bills. Your plants get healthier too. It's a whole cycle. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole ecosystem. If you know what an ecosystem is. <laughs> we are all part of this grand ecosystem. So that's why I just kind of wanted to talk about that today because I just feel like, um, I, we're always talking to you guys about how you need to be involved, but then we're looking at these celebrity brands. They got lots of money. They put it into our industry. They make lots of money. Uh, what you doing? What you doing to help us? I'm going to tell you this. I'm working on some projects right now. Um, and I already have, uh, part of my business plan is, is philanthropy back into the cannabis industry, you know? So, so, make it a part of your plan, make it a part of your, your whole existence. If, if you start that way from the beginning that you work with a diverse individuals in, within your community, that you give back to the cannabis community, especially, but directly to your community also uh, with, within that bubble uh, if you can, you know, and, and um, part of that is showing up, showing up for meetings, showing up for events that you plan for your community. Um, <clears throat> things Be like a that. keyboard warrior. If you're not a person in person, there are many things you can do online. You in person. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. In person too. But I mean, and some people don't have the capability to we're in a, a pandemic drive so and, and, and whatnot. So just a reminder that if you can't be physically present, you can be digitally present. You can, you be can on the phone. be on the phone because these lawmakers are old people. So they actually answer their phone. They're not like us where we like text me, facts. please don't call me. They're not like us, <laughs> you know? So, so calling them is actually more effective. Um, also emailing them, just, Twittering. Some yeah, Twitter. Twitter works too if you're on the on that situation. Um, but yeah, be involved. But these celebrities need to be more involved, yes. and we need to That's know about it. Like, about. like uh, we're Sorry. we're sitting we're sitting here talking about it. If it's happening, 
you know what? We don't know that it's happening. So why don't we know that it's happening? Because they're not telling us what they're doing or they're not doing it. Or it's just a part of their business plan that they're not actually implementing. So <clears throat> what are you doing for the cannabis industry? We want to know. Besides, you know, making money and smoking our products. Secretly, by the way, because <clears throat> a lot of these, there, there are a lot of actually, there are more than you think of actually celebrity cannabis ownership within the industry. They have to keep it all secret if they're still active. So some of these are active individuals, uh, you know, and, and invested in on an ownership level, cannabis brands. So why don't you use your voice to make sure you don't have to do that secretly anymore? So why don't you use your voice to get people who were falsely arrested on cannabis charges of trumped up laws? Get them out of jail. What are you doing? What are you and <clears throat> this list exactly? What are any of some of these um, rappers and um, you've made all of your money? If you're if if, if it's a if it's like seriously, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Please don't take it at that, Snoop Dogg. If you ever watch this, because uh, we're best friends. But as your best friend, I have to be real with you and. Your song, not just you, but like I'm saying rappers in general, your songs are about what we do. You have songs about it. So you've already made money in this community and now you're making more money in this community. And it is time to put that money back into the community to make it better, to make our industry better, to make our industry more accessible to people who don't have money like you to make our industry more accessible to, uh, to uh, black and brown individuals without having to put some bullshit caveat into your regulations to say, oh, don't forget to give ownership to the black folks. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> Fuck you with your bullshit. Because it doesn't even say that. It says mm -hmm. social equity, which includes white women. While having a vagina does make me a minority, let me be very clear. I still have more privilege and ownership opportunity in the cannabis industry than any person of color. And please, if you have a better terminology for that, I, I will take it. I am, I'm learning every day, but we right still now, have, we have, we've asked every episode and I yeah. think um, Dawn has spoken and said, <laughs> but you know, right she doesn't speak for everybody. No. So I'm not saying that she has spoken that <laughs> it is all end all, but I'm Dawn saying has spoken, Dawn, but <laughs> there you go. I just gave you that power, Dawn. <laughs> no, she did. She did. She... Uh, um, but you know what I mean? Is that, uh, you know, as a, you know, it's just one person, she is one, just one person, but when we asked that a, particular representative, day, yes, that particular anyways, day as a woman of color, but if you made money singing about cannabis, if you know, people in the communities that you hail from are sitting in prison right now because of cannabis and you own cannabis 
do something about it. Do something about it. Kim Kardashian got some dude off a of death row, right? I believe so. Because she went and got a law degree. I'm not asking y'all to do that. And then and then said, hey, I'm Kim Kardashian, Mr. President. Listen to what I have to say. Just say that part. Every day until they listen to you. Because I will tell you this. You're going to get far more traction than me. Than the people in the comments. I'm I'm talking like they're going to ever watch this, but I have hope for one day Snoop Dogg's going to come across here. Um, if y'all want to share it share, with him. Share, share, and share. And then he's going to tell his friends, you know what? She's right. That white girl's right. I I am right. I am right. Uh, <laughs> Here's how you can contact us and follow us and interact with us. Um, because... This one has a lot to say, and you know you like hearing what she has to say. So (laughs) come hang out with us in our Discord. Uh, Follow us later. uh, Yeah, or actually follow us now. And uh, set up your notifications so you can catch us live whenever we are on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Um, Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Share and share like. Um, But you can also catch us later on the Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play, TikTok, and Instagram. That's where you can also interact with us. Um, The more you interact with us, the more um, I will promise to interact with you. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'll put it on them to to interact. (laughs) The more you interact with us, the closer we get to being able to do this full-time-ish. Wouldn't you like to see us more? I think you would. In person. Absolutely. At events. Speaking. Educating. Educating. Hanging out. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to have a session with us in person? Wouldn't you like to take a class with us? Um, yes. What? What did she say? So many different kinds of sessions. May I? Yes, you may. Thank you. Uh, she said that. Let's talk about it later. <laughs> so still all of these. Um, and this, again, this article, it's a really good article, so I can't. It's just like little it just talks. It gives them a little. It's it gives them a, a little, it's just a little publicity boost, a little snippet. Publicity boost. So. But if you guys know of a popular cannabis brand that is that is uh, giving back, that is giving back, then uh, we can give props to. By all means, I would love to hear about what they're doing. And if you uh, if you say, I mean, we'll reach out to them. We'll see if we can get them on. So Al Harrington of Viola, he's an NBA star. Um, was ahead of the curve with legal weed founding Viola in 2011 after seeing his grandmother um, for who the num- company is named. My sister actually did tell me this one about it. My sister always has the NBA on lockdowns. It's, it's a weird thing. <laughs> it is, but it, you know, I know who to call for trivia. Um, She's the same NBA After his, she just likes sports stuff, sports in general. All of it. We all love of her it. for it. She will follow all golf too. Golf. Golf. Yes. It's a sport. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a I joke. Get your khakis out of a twist. Get your khakis and your golf shorts. Okay, sorry. Um, just uh, he said uh, Viola isn't just another celebrity brand. It's not just a money grab. Uh, we want to talk about impacting people affected by the war on drugs. Um, last year, Harrington launched a philanthropic 
philanthropic initiative called Viola Cares, which aims to help formerly incarcerated people transition back into society. There you go. Cannabis products include concentrates, pre-rolls, and flower strains like Calabasas Kush, Super Lemon Haze, and Sex on the Peach. Viola brands are available <laughs> in California, Colorado, Oregon, Michigan, and Oklahoma. It's a black-owned company. I've... They are uh, doing some philanthropy. But I got to be honest with y'all. They got a lot of money. And uh, they can, uh, there's a list of things that they could do. It doesn't just have to be one thing. Yeah. But I'll be happy if at least all of them are doing one thing. Oh, I would be happy if all of them were doing two things. The one thing that they're going to do and also paying a livable wage. I'm not going to get off of that. I'm never going to get off of that. I feel like I'm going to talk about that every show from now on until we start seeing these cannabis companies that are making a fuck ton of money paying a livable wage. And when I say a livable wage, $15 an hour is just where we start. Okay. It's just where we start. Cause that's not actually a livable wage. It's just a good starting point to, to have this discussion, but you, you should be paying anybody that has to get a background check to come do your job. You should be paying them a lot more than 15 fucking dollars an hour. Cause that means that they are risking jail for fucking up. Right. They're risking loss of of their career. If this is their career path, they're risking a loss of an income that they rely on. Whole lot of things. uh, Was it you that was telling me that somebody had to move out of town because they got, they got blackballed for fucking up. Hmm? Had to move their whole family out of town. Just for having, if you dedicate, if you dedicate your life to cannabis and this is all you've done for the last 10 to 15 years, 20 years, should you be getting paid more than $15 an hour? I say, yeah, (laughs) yeah, because if you lose this, you lose everything. And frankly, while I'm paying attention to what you need. And what I should be doing legally here, if I have on my mind the fact that I can't pay my rent, my family's going to get evicted. Do you think that I'm paying any attention to what you and your store need when I have needs? Simple psychology. If I'm an asshole, I'm stealing from you as a company. Basic needs. If, I'm, if you fulfill their basic needs. If I'm not an asshole, I'm growing on the side and taking care of myself and my family as I need to. Mm-hmm. And coming to your place and giving you half ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and these are... Because the- I can make more growing my plants and selling it underground than you're paying me to be here all weekend. And this is the what they call the gray market as well. You know, taking from the legal industry... I'm doing what I need to get by because the legal industry doesn't pay me it's enough to do me. what I can do. Right. People do it. Do you punish them? Yeah. But should we be punishing also the people that are creating the problem? Mm-hmm. So yeah. as a community, we should be taking care of ourselves. Owners should be taking care of their people. So people can take care of the patients and the clients that are rolling through. And I could just, you know, what pisses me off a little bit. I was just thinking about this is uh, tips. <coughs> Excuse me. It's tips. Just the tip. 
It's just the tip. The tips piss me off. Tip, tips in any industry piss me off. Tips in the cannabis industry piss me off. Do you know how much money I just spent in your store? Do you know how much money I just spent? Your, this is not the fault of the dispensary agent, by the way. Do you know how much money I just spent in your store for, for the product? And you're telling me that you pay this person so little that tips are really going to make the difference between whether or not they pay their rent. What the fuck did you just say to me? I think I saw it on a ad for hire where they said, you know, the starting was 13 to 15 plus tips, which could increase your pay. Shut the fuck up. Plus tips. No, ma'am. First of all, I get that. Most of y'all. It's busy. If, if it's busy, if people are tipping, extra yeah, like their patients and don't have a lot of money to Come spend. On. Some days I just have the hundred dollars. I don't have a hundred and five, a hundred and ten. You okay? are so lucky to have. I am so lucky to have a place that... to have to get hundred dollars ounces. Yeah, I am so lucky for that. Are you gonna die? No. Okay, you just was holding on. <laughs> <laughs> I am super lucky about that but I gotta tell you it does still irritate me that I pay so much money and then tips is gonna help this guy pay his rent or this girl pay her rent give me a break and and most of y'all don't offer insurance either shut the fuck up there's there are enough companies out there offering insurance right now go find who they're offering insurance through and offer your employees insurance you can afford that don't get hurt on our you clock. can afford that and you can afford to pay them a living wage that is worth them risking their whole life for did you know that red rocks amphitheaters will pay you 22 dollars an hour to clean the bathroom after hours after hours so after you don't even have show. to fucking deal with people after the show Oh my gosh, this reminds me of a story. Um, I was like, hard time. That looks like a good idea. Shit. Would it turn into a full-time position, Red Rocks? Do I have to work with Shauna? Do I get to watch the show before I start? Ah, good question. Also, can I be high? (laughs) Because I'm not cleaning the bathroom not high. Nobody, if I don't have to interact with other people, I don't see what the problem would be. But $22 an hour to clean toilets. Listen, why am I working your dispensary for $12 an hour? Because I want to be a part of the culture. People get jaded and say, fuck you and your culture. I got to pay my bills. Dude, the old, the, the, like the OGs are jaded that like got into this because they're like, yay, we get to make a difference now. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> It's real life. And and I hear too many um, saying, like, I'm just almost over it. You know, like, I'm over it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I've, I've so many. So many. A uh, friend of mine recently uh, got, uh, definitely got a contract recently, but um, was like, if this doesn't happen, then I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this whole thing. And it would, it would really be a shame because they really have something to offer to our industry. And so you're losing the good people. Those people that come through your door that are so passionate about what you have in your, in your 
cultivation centers and your processing centers, those people that read about it all the time, okay. Those people who bother to learn the science, those people who come in every day and talk to your plants, those people who come in early, you are jading them and you are ruining this industry because of how you treat them as if they're disposable. And they are in fact not disposable. Those are the people we need. Those are the people we need. To pay attention to your people that are honest and humble and work hard and just want to live and get paid. (laughs) And want (laughs) to be a part of this industry for all those reasons that are right. Just because somebody is passionate doesn't mean that they don't deserve to get paid for their passion. Those people get should get be you should be paying them extra because you're not going to have to ever train another person. That person's always going to be on top of their game. They're never going to leave anything unsupervised. They're going to be the person that you can go to if there's ever an issue. And I almost can promise you that they're going to be the person that you can go to for any issue because they love what they do so much. They've learned how to do everything around them too. So if you ask that person to do something that's outside of the scope of their normal everyday activities, I can almost guarantee you that if they don't know how to do that job, they will pick it up very quickly but they probably already know how to do that job because they've been watching because they've been wanting to do that job. They've been waiting for you to need them to do that job and you want to pay them $13 an hour. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, man. One of my facilities, they actually, all of them from the beginning, you became partners and they all were given opportunity to have, have partnership and shares and, you know, and it's, so it's not just one person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a good model and they do educate and they do stay on top of, uh, yeah. you know, knowledge and strength and, and, uh, keeping up with local regulations and state regulations. So I've always loved them. So, yeah. <laughs> and like, like, literally you can tell, literally you can tell, you can walk into a place, you can tell by the quality of their flower. You can tell by the quality of customer service you get. How happy are the employees? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The one I love. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, I think it's. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) the dispensary. I was like, what? So, I mean, but those are the, those are the ones they, they come to work. They happy to be there. And then like, what if, what they they probably get paid? Well, they get paid. Well, they get paid a living wage. That means at least the ones I, that I, I mean, I, everyone has a bad day. Yeah, everybody has bad days, but it's, you know what? I feel like it's harder to have a bad day if I'm making $22 an hour. I just, right? And I can pay my rent. Because some things, um, some things are, are like, I'm having a bad day because I can't pay my rent. Like, that's, you know, like. Thanks, Kim. Make sure you hydrate. Thank you for saying so. <laughs> um, everybody <laughs> hydrate. Um, but yeah, so 
So, like, um, I, I feel like this is our friend. Let's see how we get through this. Um, so, I just feel like um, I would be happy to come to work or happier to come to work and focused at work if I didn't have an argument before I left with my husband about how we're going to pay the bills because you don't pay me enough money to come to your store and love what I do every day. Or an argument with my gas tank. Right. Because I don't have a husband, so, but because my, <laughs> but I don't have enough money to get me to work. How about that? You know? Um, so that's, so that's, I'm always going to, I'm always going to, come on here and talk. I've been talking about it a lot more lately because it's been bothering me a lot more lately. These cannabis brands. And, and then, then we see, this isn't just for cannabis. We see all these people complaining about how the workforce is low. Oh, we have to, uh, we have to, that's a crazy personal question, but we'll get into it in a second. Um, we don't mind them. Uh, I don't think this is a friend. I don't think, I don't think it's a friend either, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, nope. see, <laughs> well, if we did, we'd be shit out of luck. Wouldn't we? Um, uh, if you guys don't know, there's a YouTuber in here just commenting. So, uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, if you pay your people a livable wage, you don't have to, uh, have as much turnover. You don't have to take the time to retrain somebody that costs actually more money than actually paying somebody a livable wage is training the next person that you want to pay a penance to. It's like, um, uh, I hate to compare it to a poor man's struggle, but it's like the poor man's struggle. If you think about it this way, basically you keep buying the $10 pair of boots over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So basically you're spending more money on that pair of boots than the person that paid, you know, a hundred dollars for one pair of boots that lasts for years. And so you could really, um, you could really have an amazing product and an amazing service that you provide to your community if you would just do one simple thing and make sure that your employees are happy and they can pay their bills. That's it. Because you're making a fuck ton of money. You're making the money. You can do it. You can do it. Share the love. <laughs> Share know? the love. So um, there's enough for all of us. There is. Uh, and if you can't afford to pay a living wage, then I guess you're going to have to get your ass behind that counter yourself is what you're going to have to do until you can afford to pay a living wage. And then you're small time because you can only run your little small counter by yourself. That's it. Then you're boutique. Then you're just, you're just do it a boutique it by yourself. Yep, do it and it that's by not yourself. just for cannabis. I'm talking to everybody. Like every industry needs to hear that. Yes. Pay a living wage. Let, you know, don't, don't get rich while people go hungry and then go to space about it. That's ugly. Okay. <laughs> don't go to space. Sorry. That's ugly. <sighs> so what, right. let's look at this. It's 10 after five. I know. I was going to say, do we want to look at headlines? Uh, yeah. Let's um, look at some headlines before we go. Just a couple. From normal N O R M L. If you guys are not members, uh, I would recommend it. Go be a member of normal. And if you have a chapter in your area, then um, by all means, go um, join it. You could even be like a board member or something like that. You could really make a difference. Um, they can always use monetary donations, volunteer as a donation of your time. 
Um, they are the largest lobbying group that lobbies for cannabis. Uh, they've been around for quite a while. Um, so yeah, go check them out and you can go to their meetings and stuff. Sometimes it's open so you can learn a lot too. You can network in those situations. You can really, if you really want to be a part of the advocacy of cannabis, uh, normal would probably be a good place to start. Um, so I think, I feel like the, some of the headlines are the same and whether we actually fully covered them, um, you know, state specifically, uh, New Jersey cities are opting out of retail cannabis sales ahead of rollout. Uh, let's look at that one. For that sure. was from, uh, actually, this is a new one for this today. This is a new one for today. Yeah. So, so this is called a moratorium and cities so even if your state law says that you're going to have this cannabis law, cities can uh, take a measure to opt out and not allow dispensaries. So uh, you wouldn't necessarily get uh, in trouble for having cannabis, uh, but it would not be something you could purchase within the city limits or the county limits or something like that. So go ahead. Um that's basically what all this is. That two thirds of the cities and towns in New Jersey's uh, uh, at this time have elected to not to permit um, licensed marijuana retailers. Um, they had until this past Saturday to decide uh, to allow or to bar. Um, those municipalities that have chosen to opt out are free to reverse the, their position at any time. Does it say so why? As soon as they see their, the money rolling in, then yeah, they probably will. That's happened from uh, Durango, <laughs> where I where I Gross, live. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. I was talking over you. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Durango, where I live, did this for adult use cannabis. Uh, we waited six months before we uh, implemented adult use cannabis. Um, and, uh, there's a, there's a town 30 minutes from us who still have not implemented any dispensaries in medical or otherwise, but, um, we were in Durango having to deny people the ability to shop because we were a medical space and there were no, um, adult use spaces in Durango at the time. So we were having to send them to other towns to spend their money. I was like, this is dumb. I was so, I was like, this is dumb, dumb, dumb. Isn't isn't uh, government innovation <coughs> wonderful for a plant that um, should be fully legal, know, fully legal everywhere, everywhere? Um, is it a citizen's decision? Does it say, or is it a, a lawmaker's decision? I'm, I wonder. I'm still getting through some of the blah blah blahs. Um, despite it's saying that despite the mandate from their constituents, the majority of whom overwhelmingly voted in November. To legalize it New Jer in New Jersey, um, many local officials remain hesitant of the notion of licensing um, operations in their community. <laughs> so um, you're like, legalize it. But, I want to buy yeah, it, but don't put it in my neighborhood. Exactly. So Normal's director, deputy director, um, Paul Armentano, uh, has stated, um, these moratoriums only serve to protect and prolong the illicit cannabis marketplace. Time and time again, we have seen that consumers prefer to obtain cannabis products from safe licensed above brand retailers or, or caregivers. Let's not forget that we should have great caregiver laws in place and available for patients that cannot afford to go pay taxes in a facility. <laughs> What's up? Is this Trisha? Maybe. Is this Trisha? Let me know if mm -hmm. this is Trisha. Trisha, Trisha. From the weekend. From this weekend. 
Um, so, so basically, okay, this is what happened. This is basically what happened. The citizens of New Jersey overwhelmingly as a group, um, decided that they want cannabis. They want legal cannabis. Okay. Yeah. Then the white people said, except we don't want it in our neighborhood. We just want the money. We just want, yeah. And as a matter of fact, if, if we own businesses, which we do because we're the majority of ownership and there's a problem with um, ownership outside of white male ownership in New Jersey, mm-hmm, the numbers are low. Um, just like in every state, they're not the only ones. Uh, so I own a dispensary. I own a license and I'm not going to put it in my neighborhood. I'm going to go make money in your neighborhood. Right. And then take it back to my neighborhood and spend it. In and my ta- neighborhood. Right. And then and not, not spend the money and not, and put then it back not into exactly your- that part. If you guys haven't watched, uh, what is that? Killer Mike's trigger warning. The very first episode talks about this, uh, not this specifically in cannabis, but it talks about how um, there's the, the dollar stays in the black community for far less time than any, any other community. So, um, so most communities, the dollar stays in for at least uh, over a week. But in the black community, it is measured in hours. So the dollar is spent in these places or, yeah, spent in these places. But like the the businesses are making money, right? So you're taking your hard-earned money into your neighborhood business, right? But that business, maybe unbeknownst to you, is owned by a white man that lives across town, across the bridge, across wherever, Right. And so that white man is taking the money, your money that is in your neighborhood and is taking that money saying, thank you so much and taking it back to his neighborhood and spending it in his neighborhood. Yes, it is. Patricia. It is Trisha. Yay. It is Trisha. What's up? What's up? <laughs> so, I so, money. so this is, so I think we owe you money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so this is, this is, this happens um, on a on a whole larger scale than just within cannabis, right? So this happens on a whole larger scale than just within cannabis, and um, and cannabis can make it can be different. Cannabis can be different, but they're doing it right here. They're doing it. They're saying, uh, "We want cannabis because we want to own those licenses, but we don't want it in our neighborhood at all," right? I think you spent, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Let's not talk about it here. Um, but Here's how, um, you know, fun, this is a, a kind of a roundabout, it, it applies, but um, there's a little town that in Colorado, it's called Oak Creek. They did not opt in for medical cannabis. Um, they did uh, eventually allow for one adult use facility to open up. And then allowed for all of the warehouses, grow facilities, and whatnot to open to grow there. Um, they ended up having to redo all of the utilities to now support these grows and whatnot. So it paid for, 
all of this work to be done. It totally uprooted the whole like street and city and town of, of Oak Creek for, and I had to drive through it every day or every other week. But they essentially, again, had to be updated and got caught up to speed as a little town because of cannabis. They, but they only because they allowed for wholesale and quiet little behind the scene and, you know, grows and, um, uh, you know, and again, because wholesale licensing and grows are available versus just medical grows. So it's um, not available directly to the community. <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. It, it, you know, and again, it, whatever. I want to address this comment right here. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, you kind of get on my nerves, but you have, you're making a point here that I want to touch on. How about in the Jewish community? Listen, do you know how well-funded the Jewish community is? They keep that money right in the right in their communities. They really do. I mean, and I don't smart, know how so long I, it, it wasn't. It, they like like uh, like in in the in trigger warning. If you're asking about the the show trigger warning, um, I think they focused on larger group majority. Um, so I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it to see if they said anything about how long dollar stays within a Jewish community. But like even in Chinatown, I think they kind of mentioned that, that it was for at least like a week or something. But I do remember that in the black community, it's only for hours that the dollar stays in. And it's because of stuff like this. It's because um, the the white ownership wants the businesses and they want your money, but they're not going to keep the money in your neighborhood. They're going to take the money out of your neighborhood. So your neighborhood remains poor and their neighborhoods remain rich and segregated and in jewish communities i'm i'm positive i i should look up the numbers but i'm positive that the dollar stays in that community for far far longer um so yeah that was for a specific person i apologize that it posted on all three platforms but we are on all three platforms so it's fine um, so, and also in, in, uh, gay communities as well, especially in large in largely populated areas where there's a really strong, uh, community there, they really come together and, um, mon- you know, they have money to fund themselves basically. Um, so yeah, that's a good, it was a great question though. I thank you for it. I think there are also mm-hmm. questions. Uh, there's a uh, facilities here that um, are not even facilities. Uh, some of because housing is horrible in a lot of areas. Denver, the mountain towns that I'm I'm in, um, like housing shortage is real. Yeah, the cost of living is ridiculous. In terms and there's of a food places. shortage happening too. Places to live, yeah, <laughs> delivery of food. Um, my friends called me the other day. I was not. I was actually down in Denver, and she said there's no food up here. So just you know. So- I haven't been home, so I guess I should go ahead and bring, Bring let me know if I need to bring anything up. Um, Yeah. But imagine what that's doing for everything else. Because we are, I mean, blocked from the West Coast and all the fires. Yeah. So it's just, and this this is, it's not changing. It's not like we don't, this doesn't go away each year. Right. Maybe summer, just magically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Climate change doesn't happen. This is also good information, uh, Canaman. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but generally speaking, um, I would say uh, that also as a community, they do come together 
uh, the Jewish communities do come together and are like, as, as, a, as, you know, as like, I, I would say maybe as, do you call it the church? Not the church synagogue. I'm, I'm bad with religions. Okay. Synagogue mix them all up. Jewish. Okay. Place synagogue. But what, what, okay. What does money staying in the community even mean? You got some great questions today. We'll allow them. Okay. <laughs> money staying in the community means that, um, that, uh, that when, so when I, so, okay. If I go into a poor community and I spend my money there, right. It's supposed to help the economy, but what actually happens is the person that owns that space doesn't actually live in that community. So they, when they get their money, don't take that money and then distribute it in the community. They don't go to the restaurant in this community. They don't go to the grocery store in this community. They don't go to the barbershop in this community. They go to the barbershop in their community and they spend that money that was made in your community. I know I keep saying that word. So sorry. So it's your community but that's it is going in to shop here. at that store. Right. So, so they, so, so they take the money out of your pocket because you shop in your community all the time. So they take money out of your pocket and instead of, um, instead, instead of, uh, distributing it throughout the community and building the community, making the community better, helping to repair roads in your community, helping to build up the, the buildings, the taxes, all that stuff, it all equates, uh, that's happening in there in their home, in their gated community, in their white community, right? Not their poor, not their black community, not their Hispanic community, in their white community. So that's what that means. Um, So you want the dollar to stick around in your space so that you can have a better space. That's why. That's why we talk about it. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. Uh, I know I've had this up for a while and I just want to do a shout out uh, to LaVon Hamilton of V9 Grows, www.v9grows420.com. He is the sponsor of this show uh, this year. He makes it possible for us to run on our stream yard every week and we really appreciate him. He does a show on Facebook, correct? Yes, or is he off of Facebook now? I don't now? know if he's banned or not right now. Yeah, I feel like he was banned recently, but he usually does a show on Tuesday, and uh, we'll get more information. But definitely check out his website because that should have his schedule on it as well. And I he think he app. was like looking at uh, – no, I think he was looking at um, Cannabis maybe. I think he's been posting on Cannabis lately. Yeah, I – yes. I so the, say. The, what I have seen, and because I have not been as um, active on social media either, the last I saw was that he had the 30-day ban and then was like, we're we're going to just be done with it anyway and jump ship and go elsewhere. Yeah. And so they have this, he said, they have their app, their .com, go there for the updates Got and the links to get to where they're mm-hmm. being live, where they're live. But I think 7 p.m. Central Standard Time is still their going time, their live mm-hmm. time. Um, can a man go, you got good questions today. The reason why people think that Jews are so successful is because the church is very successful and rich and it is representation. 
and they are a community that supports each other. Yeah. Here's the so, thing. So Asian, we're not talking about individuals. Asian, Asian people right. also have, um, if you were to say it's not just a Jewish thing, um, but Asian uh, people coming to the U.S. have a system. They support each other. Mm-hmm. They uh, work for each other. They bend, they they utilize each other's services and um, are there for each other in shit times like this. Mm-hmm. Um I would say too um, to this comment. Uh, well, they are you, white. Yes, they are white. I would say there. Jewish people. Uh, not. I. I would say majority. Not all Jewish people are white. Let's get that clear. Uh, but I would say a majority of representation of Jewish people are uh, representative white. When you look at them, uh, they definitely would benefit from white privilege. But also, they are uh, persecuted people that we have to um, remember that part too. So the struggle is real is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so exactly that. And actually that's a really well-connected, uh, the Chinatowns throughout the U S that's a really well, con- they're a really well-connected community. They actually um, Asian communities, not just Chinatown Asian communities, but like Asian communities in general. Um, I have had friends tell, and, and Aziz Ansari does this joke about it too, but um, basically, um, if you go to school and get a higher education degree, they will tell you where you have to go. You have to go here and build your business here in middle of Texas, nowhere, brown guy, go do it. Doctor up. Right. And so, and so insert yourself, yes, insert <laughs> yourself into this community and be their doctor in a private practice this is where you're going to live and make your money and build your family. And it's like that tightly connected in that. And like, there's a hierarchy to it. I would not even ever pretend to understand, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And and that's not like Aziz Ansari tells a story about his uncle having this happen to, uh, you know, when he got his, I think he was a doctor. Um, But I've, I've, I've heard this from other individuals as well. It's like, well, no, we're moving to such and such a place because that's where we need business. Um, our business is needed or whatever. I think about nail salons in that way too. They're all um, privately owned, but it's like there's an interconnectedness. Uh, the way that I think it's laid out in the Crazy Rich Asian book is that essentially they do, they, they go to community, they start and say, okay, here's your nest egg. And you, you know, we're, we're, we're sending you into this area with this and money for your business, but we're also sending along your cousins and your neighbor yeah, you gotta hire and your, all of them. your village. You, you have to hire them. your village right. and you hire your village. And then those people, they, those, uh, they put in their hours, they mm-hmm. work and they get their shop in this town and then their village goes with them and then their village goes with them you stay put because i'm i see you okay i'm cold, getting cold or i got pee I, all these things are happening okay me right now listen okay don't be a bigot let me explain whiteness to you i'm white okay but had i been born in spain and looked like this i would be spanish okay but i present white so i would still benefit from white privilege and it is European privilege, but I would still be Spanish. Okay. Uh, Jewish people are not all white. And let's just be clear about that again. And also 
white Jewish people do benefit from white privilege, but they are also, they're Jewish. They have descent, like, and they also descendants. work hard. Stop it. Like, you, know how many people, you know how many Jewish people I know that work really hard for their money, that work really hard for their community. But I got to like, say this. Just stop with the, like, the privilege they're of white. The we know. Like, Listen, yes. we call out white privilege all the time. We don't need help with it. Listen. But you know what? They also um, were persecuted as a yeah, as a you, whole community. Like, they were the, like, so just like, like some, you're in the somebody, wrong comment. Somebody tried thing. to eradicate their culture like you can't talk about in the same space that you talk about you know european white men that are americans that are born and raised in america you can't it's not the same uh thing so anyways (laughs) i know i mean there are lazy okay let's not perpetuate stereotypes here come on that's not what we do i'm not really good at math Um, so okay (laughs) (laughs) what is this show turning into um, okay. So I just want to, yeah. So we don't want to talk about that. And like, we don't want to generalize people like that at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we do recognize that people that look white do benefit from white privilege and also they can, they can benefit from white privilege and also have a history and a culture that is, um, generational and affects them and their families to this day. So remember that when you're talking about those types of things, if you think that Jewish privilege exists, it's probably because they fought to have that privilege, just like people fight every day to have that privilege or keep it. And um, it's been, it, you know, they, they, they came up, you know, and the survivors that the, there are people who still remember that, time that are still alive so let's let's not make light of that um you know we're not gonna be bigots here okay because i'll block you again i don't even care yeah you're 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 treading on um (laughs) on on the block you on the block button dude um because i'm a white person i work hard what you trying to say yeah, you're you're generalizing. You're being you're so generalizing. y'all. There's a YouTuber. There's a there's a YouTuber just being a troll right now. We were, and he, yeah, we were he comes through his comments, and then you know, you know he comes through and uh, he he plays mind games with us, and we enjoy it for a moment. And now we're because he does it, you know, there was there was some good some questions, there were some good points, but now you're just kind of trying to have your own conversation, and you're kind of steering us clear of our goal, which was. 13 minutes ago. So having said that, we missed uh 420 on the West Coast. Thanks a lot. It's your fault. We're gonna blame you for everything. Um <laughs> that's from now on. If you come in the comments and it happens badly, it's your fault. That's what's happening. Throwing us off course here. Um, I am making a decision right now. So I will uh I'll let you know what that decision is. <laughs> you know who you are. Um I haven't decided yet. Um, I, I think I can do it. Um, so we'll see if I get off of here now. Uh, so yeah, you didn't even unpack anything. I did my shit. My shit no. is out of your car. Oh, yeah. my jacket's in your car. I need to so everybody, it's been a great show. I think it's been a great conversation. If you have anything actually to add to the conversation, we'd love to hear it. Throw it in the comments. Uh, you know, don't be a dick. Okay. Just saying. And uh, also, additionally, share our feed, follow, uh, like, uh, what is the other thing? Oh, set your alerts so you know when we come on 
and that's it. And, uh, and be nice and be nice to yourself. Cultivate love and stay lifted. Everybody stay lifted. We're about to go. I'm going to send her off. Right. You can send me off. Right. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys uh, next time on Monday at the latest. I promise. All right. Peace out.